Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday. It is time for our weekly show. If it's your first time tuning in, uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura. I am a professional astrologer. Um, I work uh, with numerology, tarot, animal cards. I have been doing oracle work for many, many years in different forms. Uh, In fact, I actually do it uh, in private consultation with people here in my home office in Phoenix, Arizona, as well as by phone uh, for phone consultations. So uh, back in 2003, I started writing a column called Snake Oil. I'm also a uh, published author. Uh, I just published my second book, Snake Oil, Volume 1, my collection of the first four years of the column and a few other added uh, fun uh, bits of information in the book. And I published a book a few years ago called Dirty Little Secrets um, back in uh, 2007. So uh, both those books are available on Amazon.com, by the way, or you can order them directly through me. Contact me through the website, or if you need information on, on personal sessions, any of that good stuff, you'll also find that, again, at my website, which is at web.mac.com slash VenturaWords. You should find that info here on the site as well, too. Anyway, so we started doing uh, Snake Oil Radio a couple of years ago, and we've been going strong ever since. Uh, in fact, yes, last uh, last week's show was a uh, packed house and very busy. We had a lot of calls, uh, so it looks like we might have a quieter Thursday. Um, and if we do, uh, we got a lot of uh, information to cover in today's show. So this is uh, my listener's choice show, though. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about our current astrology and what is going on, because I know uh, there is a lot going on, and I talked a bit about this last week, but um, I do want to uh, talk a little more about it, because I know a lot of people are kind of uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically spinning uh, with this uh, Mercury retrograde in Aries, so I want to talk a bit about that. Uh, so, And then again, in about 10-15 minutes, I'm going to Pull up the uh, phone lines and give uh, you guys a chance to uh, call in if you've got uh, questions, any topic or subject you want to talk about, you want to put your two cents in about uh, what's going on astrologically or in your own life, or even ask for a couple minutes, a little mini card pull uh, to see where things are in your life. Uh, all of those things are possible on our uh, Listener Choice Show. Anyway, so welcome, everybody. I see some people jumping into the chat assuming they're listening live as well, too. So let me say my shout-outs to For Peace, For Love, and For Light. Uh, very nice handle. And uh, i got another couple of guests in here. And then also Psychic Christine Matthews. So welcome, everybody. And anyone who's not necessarily in the chat room, if, you, if you're listening to the show, chop down, hop into the chat room. It's, it's pretty easy to do. And it'll give you an opportunity uh, to uh, to to you know, to uh, comment, to question, you know, all kinds of good things, uh, which we're always down with. So, uh, yeah, I will, uh, I want to talk, I want to make sure I take about the first 15 minutes of the show to talk about our current uh, astrological situations, and then, um, uh, again, you guys can call in. If you want to call in, uh, first phone call I'm going to take is about 15 minutes, So, uh, but you can get early into the queue if you want to, so yes to that. Uh, so I will, uh, I want to, again, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on, because I want to make sure we also get to a lot of people who are going to catch the show live, as well as um, also, uh, you know, who listen to in the archives. A lot of people catch me in the archives. So, yeah, all your questions and all your 
your things are relevant, guys. So, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll pop the phone lines up in just a little bit. So, okay. All right. So let's see. What, we, what I wanted to talk about, I was talking a little bit about this last week. I'm going to reiterate a few things and then talk about some new added info. Uh, I mentioned this on our last show. We've had a, a Mars retrograde in Virgo for, uh, I, I think, early to mid-January. Mars did its little backwards dance, so to speak, in Virgo. So what I was talking about, uh, you know, last time, because this will stay in effect until about, I think, the, the 12th or 13th or so of uh, April of this year. So it's kind of a long one. You know, Mars rules our male energy, our aggressiveness, our uh, assertiveness, how we, uh, we, how we get things done. It also, you know, it's, it's male energy, so it, it's how we accomplish tasks and fix, resolve uh, get things done in life. It can also represent anger, uh, where we we get pissed off, where we get irritated, where we get frustrated with ourselves, with others, and conditions of life. So uh, when we have a retrograde, you know, a theoretical backwards in Virgo, it's gonna at its best, it's gonna have us get very focused on what we can fix, what we can solve, what we can resolve. Uh, very much our logical, practical minds are in gear. And, uh, and and good uh, movement toward toward the idea of fixing, resolving, again taking care of the the details of life. But when you have a retrograde motion, you may have found that you know one day you could be very very uh, just assertive, like this is what I'm going to do. I know what I need to take care of. Um, very aggressive in a very good way, um, and, and get a lot done. And then the next, uh, you know, the next day you might feel like someone dumped a bucket of water on you, and yet you just don't have much energy at all, and you feel very tired. Um, this has been going back and forth, so this is typically what you'll get with a, with a Mars retrograde, certainly in Virgo, because it's going to affect that practical side of us. Uh, I know I always laugh because I'm natally I'm a fire sign in terms of my sun sign, although I've got a lot of Virgo in my chart. Uh, but whenever we're in water times, like we are now, too, Pisces. Um, you know, I always feel that that element of having to be sensitive and kind and to sacrifice and water times can be difficult for fires because a lot of times, again, it does feel like you're being doused. Uh, so uh, anyway, this is what we have. But again, this will go directed about early, about mid, mid-April, and that should get us kind of a little bit more on track that way. I also mentioned last time, too, we've had these solar flares click, uh, you know, hitting from the sun, and that's been causing a lot of people to feel very emotional for brief periods, uh, very intense uh, and very emotional as well. Uh, they'll, they'll just kind of pop up. I mentioned that last time. Uh, you might want to catch the archive on that. Um, and then now we have the new info. So here's what we got in the last couple of days. Uh, I think the beginning of this week, uh, Mercury now went retrograde in Aries. So Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves, uh, the way we anal- you know, the way we uh, analyze, and, and again, you know, everything connected with the mind. Uh, so Mercury, the thing about Mercury retrogrades is they happen three or four times a year for usually about three weeks. Um, we're we're more used to them than like a Mars retrograde. I think Mars is going to retrograde every two years or so. So when it does, it's it's a little bit more profound. So Mercury retrogrades are definitely very noticeable, but I think, again, we're more used to them. So this uh, Mercury retrograde in Aries, what this is doing is, I'll I'll tell you some of the basics of what it's going to do, and then I'll I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, how it can affect us even at a more personal level. 
But, you know, typically Aries rules the part of us that's aggressive, that's assertive, um, the part of us that's enthusiastic and where we, uh, we get excited and where we're a leader and where we're unique. And even if you're not an Aries, just so you know, you've got Aries somewhere in your chart. And that's one of the key things to remember here. Uh, Aries for me is contained in my 12th house. Uh, but, you know, you might have Aries in your second house, in your money and finance house. You might have it in your marriage and partnership house. You know, if it's in your relationship house, you know, you can use the Pat Benatar song, um, Love is a Battlefield. <laughs> You're often attracted to, you know, very aggressive, assertive people, which you might then battle with. So um, if it's in your money house, you could be aggressive of making money and acquisition. So wherever it is in your chart is going to be a big help in understanding where how this is affecting you. Uh, you know, if you don't already have your astrology chart, you know, you can look a lot of this up online. You can research on your own. Uh, again, I'm a professional astrologer. You can always contact me and, and have a personal session that way. But um, if you already know, it's definitely a help to know what house this is all happening in because uh, it will give you some more insight. What it's going to do as an overall theme for everybody, though, is it's going to bring up, you know, where we want to be independent, where we want to be strong, where we, uh, again, want to lead and take charge. Uh, but it, it can also, in a retrograde motion, it can also bring up anger. Um, old issues and themes that we might have um, uh, be pissed off about from the past can service. Uh, on a positive side, it can bring up you know, talents, abilities, and enthusiasm and skills that we, we may have left dormant somehow that we're now looking at again. But I do really, really want to point out that if you're finding yourself getting a little frustrated or angry uh, on occasion, you know, don't do anything crazy. It's pretty normal in an, in an Aries retrograde, especially because in a lot of cases it's going to uh, – you know, it may be about old stuff. You know, typically a lot of retrograde motion energy is about old patterns and old uh, themes that are, uh, you know, very much part of our life that we may have buried for a while. Uh, me in particular, because I have Aries in my 12th house, which is the unconscious, the subconscious, uh, selflessness, self-undoing, you know, past lifetimes, the bleed-throughs from before – I have found, um, I've just had all kinds of themes of people and things resurfacing that are bringing up a lot of old uh, relationship issues where I have some buried anger. Um, I'd have to be careful that to, to deal with the people that I'm dealing with now in the present as they are, as opposed to a projection of, of collected energies from before. So uh, I was uh, going to the, my gym yesterday. I usually work out about four times a week, and I was driving to my gym, and I found myself brewing in anger over an issue that was going on, and I, you know, I, I wanted to be smart and not do that, but it's almost like I had to let that energy flow. And I got to the gym, and I didn't um, stretch very well, and I immediately started doing some leg work and lifting with very heavy weights, and uh, pulled my lower back out. What a shocker! So I had to, uh, I had to laugh because, uh, thankfully, it was bad, but not you know, crucifying. I haven't pulled my back out in a while. And I thought, well, you know, pulling your back out, this I can fix. I mean, at least I didn't get into a car accident or something out of all this anger that was brewing inside. And it did get me to kind of calm down a bit. Although I had a tough day yesterday because I had that feeling of that old man syndrome when, you're, when your lower back is bothering you and like just even getting out of bed hurts. And 
So anyway, today I've been doing a lot of stretching, and it reminded me I really need to stretch more just all of the time to maintain that fluidity, both physically and, of course, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, because I was, when I really was able to step back and look at what I was mad at with this uh, this individual who has surfaced in my life in the last couple of weeks, I realized that even though it felt like I was being not prioritized um, it really had nothing to do with me. Uh, this is someone who's very kind and very giving and is one of these type of people who lets everyone kind of pull at him and, and take advantage of him a little bit. And uh, so he just is a, he's an overcommitter, and he, he gets into trouble for doing that. So the way he had pissed me off really was not a conscious decision on his part. It just had in many ways to do with his own weakness about his you know lack of boundaries as a person. Um, which is one of the reasons why he wants to be friends with me, because I tend to be very strong-willed about boundaries. So um, anyway, it helps because one thing I found, oddly enough, like if I injure myself in any way, I'm not a big fan of taking drugs or things to, to deal with it. I, I, I just don't. I'm, I'm much more holistic in my approach. But I always find that actually it can almost be of benefit because when I, when I, it forced me to kind of take a day or two to be really a bit milder with myself and to rest. But it also altered the way I was viewing things. I find sometimes when you hurt your body, it's like there's endorphins and things that are released that can um, sometimes, again, it's like almost like switching the radio station in your psyche. So I was able to tune into another way of looking at the situation, and for the most part, I'm already feeling a bit better. And it's good because I'm a fire sign. Had I, I, I verbally confronted uh, this individual, you know, four or five days ago when they originally pissed me off, just as a retrograde happened, what a shocker! And with someone who's Aries, by the way, um, I, I probably would have said and done some things I'd, I'd later have regret and been very hurtful. So I'm actually glad that I didn't do that. So, uh, you know, every every sign of something needs to learn for Sagittarius, of course, it's restraint. And uh, I've gotten better with that with age. Okay, so I am beginning to feel a bit better. Um, okay, let me, I want to answer a couple of questions and comments from the chat room. Then I'm going to take my first phone call here. Um, for peace, for love, for light, says, what did you do to release the past situation? Um, okay. So that is a good question. Um, you know, apparently, uh, really, there were there were you know some old buried emotions and misinterpretations that I had had that uh, had come to surface in all of this. And if if we're answering the question about what do you do to release a past situation, you know, again, a lot of it is, is what I've been talking about. When we can get out of our own way and not focus on how it affected us, and we can look at why that person might have done that, um, what their history is, what their background is, what their intention was, what their fears are. If we can see someone, uh, again, this is if we're, we're dealing with a person more clearly, we often will get insight uh, into why someone may have done that. You know, we always have to remember that this part of it, the Aries part of us, is meant to be independent and strong and focused. But, you know, Aries, you know, the positive pole of Aries is the position of it's kind of like I'm here, that, that enthusiasm, that excitement, that ability to lead. But the negative is, is me first. So wherever Aries is in our chart is where we can be a bit myopic sometimes about how it relates to us. 
And again, you know, just as a universal theme, 99% of the time, most of the things that are done to us actually rarely have anything to do with us. I mean, even if a bank is foreclosing on your home in, 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 a, in a horrible situation like that, the bank isn't necessarily personally attacking you. It may feel that way, but, I mean, that's just what they do in, in that sense. And if we, if we can detach at that level, then we can at least begin that healing process of freeing yourself from taking it totally personally. So, very good question. And, and, and again, this might not necessarily be easy. Realize, you know, the Aries part of us has, can have a lot of intensity. A lot of the times when you have strong Aries in the chart, the energy pattern becomes about how you're a survivor, you know, where you survive, where you've overcome, so that, that part of us will fight strongly. Again, it will have more to do even with the house of life that it's in in the chart if you want to get more specific about that. And I can't actually answer that for anyone unless I, I had their full astrology information. So, um, anyway, so uh, I think I'm going to open up the phone lines here. Uh, we have someone running on the call call list here, so we'll take that first call. Um, and let me see, for peace, for life, for love is asking, will you use tarot runes or what? You know, when someone asks me a personal question, um, I always say, I just intuitively divine what I feel is going to be the right oracle. Uh, there's actually about nine different oracles that I read. So I have to kind of really, again, focus in on what I feel is right for that specific person. So it's not always the same thing. I do want everyone to be aware, because it's not a long show, I have to only take about four or five minutes to answer questions. We can't get into a full uh, heavy reading, but we at least can give you a tidbit of insight here today. Um, And I always appreciate the calls and your ability to be willing to put yourself on the line here. Um, so that's always a good thing. So, um, but again, we, we just got to keep them kind of brief, just uh, because it's uh, we've got issues with time constraints. Okay, so the call-in number here is six four six two hundred three nine six six. You might need to dial a one before that, but that is six four six two hundred three nine six six. And I'm going to take my first caller here, who has been patiently waiting for about fourteen minutes now. Okay, Athena's mind. Hello, how are you? Hi, hi. I'm great. How are you today? Good, good. Thanks for hanging in there so patiently. Oh, it's not it's that patiently. I've been enjoying what you're saying. Um, <laughs> oh, you haven't been doing patiently. I was making that as an assumption. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how anybody's patient right now in this time because the only reason I have no choice but to be patient myself right now is because I hurt my lower back. And if I try to do anything intensely, I'm going to hurt myself further. So talk about forcing yourself to uh, to slow down, so to speak. Uh, anyway, so uh, what's your name? Athena. Okay, it is Athena. All right, I just want to double check. Yeah, it. You know I that have there's been keeping a... myself patient because because I'm you know hearing about all this uh, retrograde information, and so I've just uh, patiently waiting and doing what I'm supposed to by fine tuning things, and um, waiting for them to go back to normal, in, which is what like the middle of April. Yeah, you will get the Mercury retrograde will go direct on the fifth. Uh, but the Mars retrograde is about, again, I think it's the 12th or the 13th that it goes uh, direct. So we should get some relief in early April. Then by middle April, both should be humming along again. So, yeah, it's still a couple of weeks. Well, that's fine. You know, I'm I'm working along. So that's my question. Um, middle of April, uh, am I going to see anything uh, happening with my career? I've got I've put a, a lot of different uh, projects out, and I'm just wondering if any of them will come into fruition. Right. Okay. Let's see what we get on that. And then I have a um, 
I have a uh, okay, so I pulled a rune for you, and I also um, oh, I'm just getting a lot of intuition on this question too. I give you, you know, it's funny because people will call, and it's the same thing when I when I have when I have clients in my office too, or even when I talk to people by phone. Some people are really open. Some people are like very cautious. And some people, I don't get this as often, they're really shut down because they're almost like afraid of hearing the answers. So you're wide open, so I'm giving you credit points for that. Um, I could feel that, that there's almost an eagerness to know, which is good. That actually makes it flow a lot easier So uh, for me. So when the people that are really shut down are, are closed, it, it, I call it like swimming through molasses. Yeah. It's like I have understand. to just dig. Like they're having an affair or something like that, and, and I always, I, it always amuses me because sometimes <laughs> I think when people come to me, they think I'm like, don't, you're not coming to a priest. I'm not going to give you a moral lesson. <laughs> if you're doing something dumb, I'll tell you it's dumb. But I mean, I don't care whether you do it or not. You know what I mean? And and you can't, you can't judge everything in, in terms of cut and dry formulas. Anyway, that side note, I'll tell you what I pulled on the rune, and what I'm getting here for you. You know, there's an angel in the, um, in the, uh, in the. Louise Hay Angel deck, where uh, it's the angel of uh, Athena, and she's the angel of personal power. You might want to uh, Athena. You might want to lower your your radio now, because uh, we're going to get be getting feedback. Okay, is that better? Yeah, that's perfect now. Yeah, you have to remember that when you're on air, always turn the radio. Just turn your thing down for a bit, because otherwise you're okay. going to get a bounce back sound. Sorry. Um, okay, so it's much better, much better. So I'll tell you what the rune says. I pulled the rune, and it came up, the rune of breakthrough. Are you familiar with the rune stones? Yes, I love them. Okay, so the breakthrough rune comes up, which means actually you're about to make a breakthrough. So it's funny because what I'm hearing is you have – the image that they show me in my mind is, is very, I think, accurate to what you're saying because it feels like you have been planting some seeds and some projects, and some of them are really actually going to come to fruition. And I'm feeling like I want to say really by the end of this month and into early April, some of this is going to sprout. It feels to me like it's going to sprout before the retrogrades end, though. So um, that, I think, is good news. It's going to happen a little sooner than you're anticipating. Is that good or bad, though? No, I think it's good. It's just that you'll have to kind of recognize that you may have to maneuver – um, around it a little bit, you know, because they'll always say, you know, you don't want to sign contracts and things during a retrograde. I don't, I think no one should stop their lives during a retrograde. You know what I mean? That, right. That's kind of ludicrous. You can't, but you can just make sure you read the fine print. You dot your I's, you cross your T's, you just take a little bit more of a, a, a painstaking approach to it, and then usually you're, you'll be fine. So I like it. It feels like some things are about to break through, um, and, and, and one of them, it feels like it, it, you're going to be very excited about it. Um, the rune of breakthrough usually means you're getting ready to enter into a period of like a lot of work again, a lot of tremendous mm-hmm. activity, so you're going to be very, very busy. So you might almost want to see the uh, the uh, delays uh, toward these things as a benefit, like it's resting up before a period of time when you're going to get extremely active again. Yes. So that feels Did like that's about. Did you get a vision of what though? What's up? <laughs> Did you get a vision of what? Because like you know I said, what? I it feels like things. you know the, the way they're showing it to me is it looks like there's three. Um, there seems to be almost three things that have been sort of project concerns for you. Um, 
that you're putting your energy toward. And it feels like I'm, it's funny what they're saying to me. It's the, it's the second one, but I don't know if that's going to be of help to you at any level, um, because it, it again it feels more because um, this is really about business and work and practicality, right? Yes, but it's like one of the businesses could be really big and one could be, you know, good, like it provides a living and, it, you know, so it's, that's fine. Yeah, it feels like, um, again, when they're telling me the second choice, what I'm, I'm feeling like is it's, it's, it's not the, the absolute ultimate ideal. It's more like a good thing that will make you happy as opposed to something that would make you necessarily dance in the streets. Because what I'm hearing is, I feel like it's going to be productive and it's going to bring money in, but I feel like what they're telling me is it's a lot of work. Because when I pulled tarot cards on it, it came up the nine of wands reversed next to the three of stones. So the three of stones means um, like success and business and work and practicality and getting things done and appreciating and enjoying the work that you do and being acknowledged for skills and talents. But the nine of wands reversed means like it can feel a little bit like a burden too at the same time okay. so that's what i'm getting in terms of, of of perception so but i don't i think you're ready for the burden um, i'm ready for anything I, I i love as long as it's with you know what i want to do because you know yeah. I'm obviously I'm I, oh, not I, think, anything I don't think i don't want to do right <laughs> you know you know what's funny is I'll, I'll give you a little parallel thing here real quick um, I decided to – my business actually has been a lot better in 2012. 2011 was a freaking nightmare. Um, oh, God, you know what I mean? It was just a really tough year, as I know it was for a lot of people. And I, uh, it, I, I planted a lot of seeds myself. I really got a lot of things going for 2012, so it's been a better year already. But um, I actually was going to run a promotion in Utah, and um, – it, it, this kind of promotional thing with a company, and it was going to be a bit, pretty big promotion, but they ran the promotion, and then, then they said they ran the promotion. I don't think they ran the promotion. I think that they, uh, I think they didn't run it. I think um, this is something a lot of people wouldn't really think about, but when you do this type of work and you advertise and you market, sometimes you run across people that they're, they're very religious or they're uncomfortable with it. Mm. And they don't want to market it. So I, that's what I think happened in Utah. I think that they just decided not to run it, and then they said that they did. Because they mm. said none sold the promotions. And the last time I ran a promotion like this, I sold 108 in a day. And this company is telling me that none sold. That's so weird. There's spirit, I was like, a lot of spiritual people there, too. Yeah, exactly. That was my thought. And I, and I had said, um, I had, a friend of mine said, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, you know what? I could fight it but my instinct is just not to. I'm not going to fight it. And the next day, another company called me and asked me to run a promotion, and I set something up with them to come up in early April, which is the same company I used last year that I made uh, about $1,200 in one week on when I ran the promotion. Okay. So it was funny how it came along. I just didn't want to fight the flow of it. You know what I mean? It was like I could get into this battle, but I just didn't really, really want to. So... um, what I'm hearing for you, though, is it, do, it does feel like you're going to get very, very busy. And when I hear the idea of, of having some burden attached to it, again, I don't see it as a negative. It feels to me more like I feel like you're actually very eager to work again. That's true. And, and even, I mean, not just financially, just like in terms of how you get your fulfillment. Yeah, because uh, all my work is in a creative field. I'm an artist. And yeah, and absolutely. 
Absolutely, because I do. I do, do. You do. Do you just do art, or do you do some of the the technical organizing elements of it too? You know, I do everything. I'm just one yeah. of those people who love everything. I write. I draw. I do graphic design. I organize. Yeah. I make programs. And uh, and and hopefully there's going to be some travel because I can't remember if I mentioned that I'm in Jordan and but I'm from California. Right. So I'm hoping that one of my projects will lead me over to the states so I can have a little business and pleasure. There's, you know, and there's something I'm hearing about. Um, there, there is some travel in in the coming year, although I'm hearing even more of it in 2013. So there is some travel coming up, but they're saying to me it's going to be heavier in in 2013. Oh, okay, that's so, fine. Okay. Cool. I go with Good the flow. So thank absolutely. you. Absolutely excellent. Thank you for uh, thanks for your question and calling in. You're welcome. Bye now. Uh, thank good you luck. Again. All right, I'm going to put her on mute here. Sometimes I, I end up hanging up on people uh, <laughs> accidentally. Okay, uh, very, very appreciated. You know, what I was saying, I, don't, I think I started on this thought and then I lost it. Uh, in the angel cards, Athena is sort of the angel of, of personal power. Um, and uh, I, I think that that's very fitting. It's a very, very strong name. Um, and certainly uh, it, it has, uh, you know, all kinds of different meanings attached to it. Uh, in fact, one of the things that I've been doing, uh, one of the other projects that I started, also a very creative one, so Athena will appreciate this too, is I started uh, a couple of months ago to create a series of talisman symbols um, that I actually have made. Um, and then I, I collected all the material on how to use the talisman. And I talked about this a couple of shows back briefly, but I've actually made these these talisman symbols and I started to market them. I'm going to market them more uh, and they've already begun to sell. And it's funny because I was also, uh, when I was in, in high school and in college, one of my skills was in, um, in, in, in uh, art, art. I mean, I went to advertising art uh, school for college. I went somewhat, my art was one of my major classes in uh, high school as well, too. So I was always kind of good at it. So it's funny because I ended up, really going back to something I used to do, which is I would, I would make, I could paint in very, very fine detail on things. It's kind of a skill that I've always had. So I decided since half the time I was sitting around laying around watching TV anyway, paying way too much money for, uh, for, for, uh, for, uh, cable. Uh, what if I, you know, when I sat there, I, I made these little sculpted stones while I'm watching TV. Uh, you know what I mean? I could paint while I do it. So I've actually kind of gotten back to that. And I'm pretty excited about that. They're they're very cool, and they're, it's fun to do uh, again using sort of an old talent and an old ability that I that I've always had. Uh, and uh, it's fun because I've been working with Egyptian cartouche symbols, and uh, you know the Egyptian cartouche are just really some of the most interesting talisman symbols that you could even conceivably work with. Uh, I think they're some of the strongest that uh, that that can affect us. Uh, let me tell you about the four that I created. You know, anyone's certainly available to to uh, get one from me, but you can you can research these and make them yourself, especially if you're artistic. I mean, I, 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 most people come to me because they don't want to do the work. Um, <laughs> and uh, for peace, for love, for life, asking, are you going to put them on shirts? That's actually a good idea. I think it would be probably a smart idea to put them on shirts also. I hadn't even thought of that. See, this is uh, clearly you've got a very sharp, creative mind here. I hadn't even thought of that. That's a great idea, actually. Uh, but the four symbols that I started working with um, that I've created for the first batch are um, Isis, 
uh, Osiris, um, Hathor's mirror, and uh, the twins. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I uh, peace for peace for love for light is uh, is a thing I kind of piece that together. But I appreciate the clarification. Uh, but uh, that's why it was no surprise to me. But these are the four I started working with. And I know, you know, it's funny, many, many years ago I had painted and used the twin symbol. And every time I've used it, it's brought in a very close, intimate partnership uh, to me. Uh, I always tell people, people really want that one. But I'm always like, eh, you know, it's a good one. If you really want a relationship, if you really want a partnership, it's a great way to, to bring it into you. But don't, you know, you got to be ready for it. Because really, a lot of times, more often than not, our partners reflect back aspects of ourselves, so the good and the bad. So it's good to use that when you're ready in a good space in that way to bring that to bring that energy and that 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 pattern to you. But I started using that a couple of weeks ago, which brought in my new relationship, which is driving me slightly nuts. But uh, it, it is purposeful, uh, and it does have some very good elements to it. But the, the theory behind the twins, or the uh, the story behind the twins, is they were the um, the lion gods of sorts. Uh, you know, believe it or not, they were brother and sister. There's always a bit of incest in a lot of these Egyptian stories <laughs> and in other cultures as well, too. It's a little scary, but uh, um, but they were considered, you know, very loving to each other and, and true partners partners in that way. Um, I think one of the twins was the it was the god of the skies. And the other one was, I believe, the god of the maybe the rivers. Um, well, that was the half lioness symbol. Um, the other symbol I've been working with for another couple, for a couple of months now is Isis. And the Isis symbol is Isis was the mother patroness. Uh, if you're a tarot card fan and have knowledge that way, it would be the high priestess as the archetypal symbol in the uh, tarot as well. So Isis was considered the loving benefactor. So it, it taps you into that feeling of being nurtured again, of being loved, of being taken care of. And it's funny, when I first started using the, the talisman symbol, for the first week I used it, everywhere I went, my friends wanted to cook for me. Uh, everyone was trying to feed me or take care of me or cook for me. And I was laughing when that happened. I was like, this is interesting how quickly I put that energy into motion. Um, the other symbol is Osiris, which was one of the you know the, the gods or the father god symbols, uh, and uh, Osiris was uh, theoretically married to uh, Isis as well. And um, the uh, there's all kinds of history and story behind this, but Osiris energy makes you stronger. It's male energy. It's a father symbol, the protective energy. The uh, you know the, the the gives you that ability to be productive to get things done, very very tangible in that way. Um, uh, Osiris also protects one from from like uh, charlatans, uh, liars, false gods, people who are who are, are are not truthful in that respect. So uh, another really cool symbol to work with. And then the other one, a very popular talisman, uh, is Hathor's mirror. So Hathor is another feminine energy, another goddess. Uh, I believe was married to Ra. I, be- I think, um, but she was um, she was also kind of like that feminine energy that was um, loving and protective, but more in in terms of beauty and practicality. Uh, she was the patroness of the arts and of beauty, and uh, that that kind of energy of the strong, successful female. 
that's able to be beautiful and still able to get things done. Uh, you know, excellent type of vibrational energy there. But what's uh, most interesting about Hathor's, the Hathor, Hathor symbol is it's Hathor's mirror. And the story was that Hathor's mirror was uh, one side reflected her own beauty, the other side reflected the energy of the people back to them. So it's actually considered one of the strongest protective talisman symbols. Because if you carry it or you place it in your home, um, anyone who's bringing love, light, and positive energy to you is going to have that magnified. But if anybody is beaming out negativity or or, or anger or, or you know any type of uh, aggressive energy in a negative sense, it will be reflected back to them tenfold. So I, I've actually said this. I think it's even more powerful than carrying uh, you know a gun or pepper spray carrying this symbol because it is absolutely the most protective of symbols that you can carry. Um, no one with negative intentions could really, in essence, get near you with this type of thing that, that would be reflected right back to them so quickly they would never be able to get near you. So a uh, pretty powerful thing to be able to, to access. And again, and to tap into our own sense of beauty uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and power that way. So Athena is asking, great info. I always paint Hathor's eye, Isis, for food. Uh, yeah, Hathor's eye is, right, absolutely, that's a great symbol also. Look into the mirror image, too. That's a great one. Isis for food, I, I mentioned that one of the attributes that I got from Isis was that people were feeding me. But really think of Isis as the ultimate energy behind nurturing. So that can be food or love or um, or compassion and caring in any format that can come from Isis. She was seen as the mother goddess that was the most loving and the most caring. Uh, so that's a great way of, of really tapping into into that vibrational energy. You know, a lot of us have had mother issues. You know, uh, it's not exactly a strange thing and not something anybody should be uncomfortable about, guys. You know, we, we no, few of us have had the perfect mother. So, you know, when you bring this energy in, you bring in, in that mother energy in, in a positive way. Maybe it doesn't come necessarily from your own mother. You know, I had, uh, I had a, a good relationship with my mom. I had a great mom. I love her, to, I love her dearly, but my mother was, um, was a little more on the cold side. Uh, she was you know, 100% German. She was Aries. My mom was a, uh, was a good mother. And, and she, had a, she had seven kids and was married for years to my father. She was a good mother, but I didn't get a lot of nurturing as much as I might have liked. Although if you ask my brothers and sisters, I'll tell you that I got way more than they did. And I probably did. But uh, what I did when I was younger is I, um, when I wanted that, that feminine energy of nurturing, I just found it in other places. So like when I was like 20, one of my best friends was like a 42-year-old woman. I used to go to her house, she'd make coffee and cake for me, and we'd hang out and we'd talk, and, you know, and she was just this loving mother friend figure that I took on. So I always figure that out. I mean, if you're not getting it from one source, go find it somewhere else, um, as opposed to continually being mad at your mother for what she did or she didn't necessarily do. Again, bringing us back to uh, the, this Aries uh, energy uh, yeah, sometimes we have these old uh, patterns of anger that we're still mad. And I see this a lot with my siblings. Uh, some of them are still mad at my mother. I mean, they're in their 50s and 40s, and they're still pissed 
uh, what my mother did or didn't do. And my, my mom was a good mother, you know what I mean? She just was, she just had trouble with expressing emotion and, and feeling. It wasn't an easy thing for her to do. Um, so let's see, Athena's saying uh, in the chat room, she's saying, give your mom a T-shirt with an ISIS symbol or a necklace. Good idea. The only thing I have to always be conscious of is my mother is very, very, very hardcore Catholic. So the funny part is she'd love it, but she'd probably be a little nervous about it. Um, but it is a great idea because my mother's, um, my mother's mother, my grandmother, talk about colds. You know, my my grandmother, I remember her. My grandmother died when I was like 14 or 15, but I remember she was uh, she was just the coldest of krauts you could ever possibly imagine. That's why I always kind of understood that. Everybody in my family that was so mad at my mother, I was like, How did, what did you expect her to become? You know, uh, uh, that's one of the gifts of being Sagittarius or positive polarity is I understand I do. I, I really. I do. I, I see why people do things, the things that they do. And even while I got mad or irritated about it, sometimes I think that understanding always helps me, because um, I, I really, truly think everybody is doing the best that they can. They really are. It's just sometimes to us, it doesn't necessarily come across that way, or um, or bring us that that uh, you know that those, those feelings that we might need, and. Uh, but uh, I know a funny part of this story is I, I used the twins talisman to bring in another relationship, and I thought, what if I pulled in the energy of my father? Like I'm always kind of, I always seem to get involved with, uh, with with people that are more my mother's energy, so I wanted to pull in my father's energy. And yeah, I found someone just like my father, the good and the bad. So uh, unfortunately, some of the bad was stuff I had forgotten <laughs> about my father. My father was sort of henpecked and a little bit of a doormat by my mother. So. Uh, Lo and behold, that's what has surfaced. So I have to laugh. I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe I don't want the energy of my mother or my father. Maybe I want a completely different commodity uh, to come into play. But, uh, but uh, no, I was very lucky. I actually had a very lovable, very lovable, lovable father uh, who balanced some of that out in some respects. Uh, but anyway, talisman symbols are really cool to work with. Again, I've got a whole line of them. Um, um, if you're not already getting my uh, monthly column, email me at uh, VenturaSag at Yahoo.com so you can get on my monthly newsletter mailing list. It's a free newsletter. comes once a month. It's blind copied. No one's ever going to get your email address from me. I'm very protective of those things. And you can get information on uh, some of the different services that I offer, uh, some of my books, and I will get the info on the talisman stuff up there on my website in the next couple of days. I'm still kind of perfecting it. But if you do have uh, an interest in this uh, also and you don't you know, want to spend the money, you know, again, guys, you can do some research on some of these things. You know, the Internet's amazing what it has, what, what's accessible. And if you're like Athena and, and me and you're artistic, you know, you can make these things and then you can infuse it with all kinds of cool energies because you made it. But um, again, remember, you know, you can print out images and pictures online and you can hang them, you know, in, above your bed or in your room as reminders to bring those energies into you or into your life in that sense. But just know what you're kind of getting into, though. Uh, you know, don't be haphazard about it. I, I think I mentioned this on the, uh, the last show that a lot of people, when it comes to Egyptian, Egyptian symbols, the most common one that you see is the Ankh. People will carry that Ankh and they say, oh, I want the Ankh energy because it means love and relationship energy and and I'm always like, yeah, it means free love. It means um, unfettered love. Um, you know, if you want to have a good, happy fling, if you want to, uh, you know, have, have a non-committed relationship, 
Punk energy is awesome for that. But if you're looking to get married and have kids and settle down and commit, eh, Ankh energy, maybe not the the right symbol. That's what they used it in the, in the 60s and the 70s as a free love symbol. Um, they were more in tune with what it actually was. Okay, let's see what we're winding down to the end of our show here. Uh, I want to thank uh, Athena for her call-in question. I want to thank all of my guests uh, who were in and out of the chat room and are listening. I appreciate all of you guys. Uh, I will be taking off next week. I'll be back for a show at the end of the month. I usually do about four shows a month. So I'll be back on again uh, at the end of this month. Again, we'll just skip it next Thursday. But I will be back. Um, and, again, you could get uh, any info about uh, services or things that I do uh, right on my website at web.mac.com slash Ventura Words. Uh, and uh, you, can, uh, you can certainly sign up for the, the, new, the uh, news column each month as well, too. Uh, I'm a good writer. I, I definitely, uh, it's definitely a very, very strong skill and uh, check out some of my books, and I'm working on some CDs. Got a lot of things coming up this year, very, very enthusiastic year. This is the year of the dragon, the wood dragon, so that's practicality and then enthusiasm and excitement. And I suggest everybody hang in there for the uh, end of this retrograde ride uh, with, with Aries Retrograde. Uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Don't do, <laughs> don't do anything crazy if a little bit of anger comes up. Take a little pause. Go walk around the block. Breathe before you take action. Okay, uh, again, thank you for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. This is Jim Ventura. I'll be here in two weeks. And everybody have a great night. Cheers.